where do we start i think the the like the email campaign i was about to say that's, that's where I, that that is that is where we start so um, we, we we experimented with uh we experimented with cold email uh for the first time so like basically sending out cold email marketing campaigns to uh to try and get new clients and uh we bought some leads off someone on upwork and uh we found a, a mass mailer software and we wrote like a personalized email for the industry that we targeted it's worth actually mentioning that before we did that we were doing it off our own back and just doing individual emails to yeah. random businesses um and that was just incredibly time consuming and just didn't yeah. really get a huge amount of um return i don't think yeah uh, purely because email is just a numbers game like it's just but also to be fair i was thinking about game. that though the emails you were sending before that didn't get a good return but i don't think it's because we were doing it individually i don't think it got a good return because we had a shit script at that point script, yeah, it was, it was at that this, point yeah. we were using that old yeah yeah yeah, yeah the script was rubbish yeah it's crazy how much of a difference a good script actually makes for an email campaign crazy. whether you're sending them individually or you're sending them in bulk like yeah. we were um but yeah just makes it worth like makes it, no no it's good it, it, with that. it does make a massive difference um and uh and we had we had a really bad script like we said and so we ran it by someone who knows what they're talking about and refined it and and basically wrote a way better email script and when we sent them out uh we basically we've never done cold email before so we sent out all these emails obviously and then what happened is we actually got some good responses just to kind of give like a bit of context so we were we basically thought right for our studio business what are the most relevant industries to to target yeah so initially we thought okay well estate agencies uh was the best industry to go with yeah. uh i was doing some like direct stuff with recruitment agencies because i've spent 10 years doing it and i thought it made sense to lean on my network in that. So I was doing that alongside us, basically running this campaign, specifically for estate agents. Um, we, yeah, as, as you mentioned, like we basically went on our work, we got a guy to um, find a list of all the estate agencies in London, mm. um, provided we hit, provided us with their email address, their first name, company name, surname, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> got the script finalized by, a, by, by an expert. Um, and then we tested a few in, a, in like a small batch just to make sure we were doing the right thing because we use gmas as yeah. a kind of plug-in software to use to, as a kind of mass mailer software basically yeah um and then we we learned a few things straight off the back of that yeah basically rule number one don't this really use, is rule number one yeah if you're ever doing a cold email campaign this is the most like if you're ever doing a cold email campaign you must make sure you never do this and I know that's the bit that Barney's going to put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure you never, never do, do this. this. Yeah. Um, is uh, make sure that you never send the emails from your primary email domain. Um, because what happens is obviously people will block you and report it for spam, which is normal for a cold email campaign. But what people normally do is they set up subdomains. So if your website is like johnscompany.com, you'd make five or six other email accounts like johnscompany.com one at gmail.com john's company two whatever send the emails from that because then that way when people report or you get blocked by people uh if your email account gets suspended or have any issues with it then it doesn't affect your main domain because obviously you don't want to lose that because that's the one that's tied to your business website but we didn't know that so we sent off an initial batch of like 500 and it was okay and then we sent off the next round and um, and we got some great responses and we got a bunch of meetings booked in, which is good because it shows that the script is working. Yeah, and cold email still works. And cold email still like, works. Well, you know, we well. sent out, was it 1,200 emails, I think? Yeah. Is it roughly 1,200? And we got 11 meetings off the back of Something it? Something like that, yeah. About 11 meetings off the back of it. So like um, 10%, which is huge. Like 1%, no, be, yeah. 1%, sorry. 
Yeah. Keep that. Head of operations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Got the best man on it. Yeah, exactly. Thank God he's the one that crunched the numbers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but then what happened is so many people obviously blocked and reported as spam, which again is totally normal um, from what I understand. But because it was from my primary domain, I basically woke up last week on a Tuesday and my email account was suspended. Um, which is obviously a huge issue because it means that any clients that could yeah. be emailing me back, their emails were bouncing. That was actually a simple fix because initially you got banned, right? Yeah. Your email account got banned. I then went into the Google admin and unsuspended you, which yeah. is actually a really straightforward fix. Yeah, the then, first, it was like it was the first warning. Yeah, it, it, happened, a, it happened yeah. after the first yeah. 500. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't get in. And then that was the time, yeah, where you went into Google and just yeah. unbanned me yeah. from the admin account. But uh, this time it was like, I was suspended you couldn't unsuspend me because my email was the one that we were using to send the emails out and so we basically had to write an appeal to google so i wrote a whole appeal and thankfully it was uh accepted and, and I, the ban was lifted but what it meant is is that any of the emails that i might have received in the in that three-day window i haven't got so it's not even like after the ban's lifted those emails then come through it's yeah. like you just it's like your email's just a black hole for three days and you have no idea what's happened which is weird which yeah. is kind of annoying because there could have been clients that we were speaking to that could have emailed um and i wouldn't know probably um, loads of clients that would have, would have come well no but there us. are people that we pitched there were definitely there were, def the there were, def there were, there were cuz there were some of you clients that actually messaged me um off the back of it um to say oh like we've just emailed both of you but like ollie's ollie's account's been suspended or whatever and which we obviously could, doesn't look good for social proof. it doesn't no but you i feel like you can you can recover from that because i feel like if you then follow up off the back of your email your original email address just saying that we had a technical issue with it then they're fine yeah i think so um <clears throat> but so yeah so but, yeah. We, we did uh we've been doing a bunch of pitches and uh it's been going really well we're refining the sales process and the pitch process um but that email thing was a bit of an issue. So we're about to buy a new batch of leads, but this time we're going to do it in a different way and we're going to have to set up subdomains and stuff. So we're going to figure that out today probably. But um, yeah, that was kind of stressful. And uh, and at the moment it's just stressful just because... Well, yeah. <laughs> where, where do we start with this? Because I haven't even spoken to Barney about this. No, I haven't. I wanted to right. wait until you were here. Yeah, that's so a good like, idea. So let's do it on air, shall yeah. we? Yeah, when he has no input. Yeah, that's, that's well, actually, about. he has a mic now. so He, he does has, have he a mic now. Input. So yeah, you have to say a fist away, Barney. Yeah, yeah make sure fist, right. away. Yeah, fist away. Um, um, so am I fired? <laughs> yeah. The minute you go full time, yeah. au revoir. Well, if we do it on air, he can't cause a scene. Yeah. And no severance either. No, but seriously, you are fired though. No, basically, no, the issue at the moment is um we obviously have outgoings that we need to pay which is yes. that we have to pay our rent and barney obviously um those are our only two outgoings apart from like maybe a hundred quid and ancillary costs like yeah those are those those are, those are the main ones those are the main ones but uh but it's mainly rent and barney and the problem is is that our spot so we have a sponsor for the show what no i'm just i'm just watching barney just listen to everything on, on, on uh, unravel oh brilliant um Continue. so we have a sponsor obviously um that we've signed well, i don't know if it's obvious because we haven't actually announced them yet but we we got some... <laughs> <laughs> can you not tell like you know look at that branding everywhere well, we oh, got, wait. We, got, we, we, we signed a sponsor um, about a month ago and they're a big company. So it's been taking a while to get like the paperwork yeah. through and everything. Um, but the first payment is meant to come in uh, tomorrow. But we're not sure if they're going to pay. And we don't know what the situation is with that. And we're basically hoping to get an email back. But that's obviously quite stressful because their sponsorship covers our rent, which is yeah, the main yeah. cost that we have. Yeah. Um, for the clients that we have, uh, we have a bunch of invoices that we've sent out that haven't been paid yet. It's basically cash flow problems. Yeah. That is, th those are the issues that we're having at the moment is cash flow problems. I should hold off on submitting my invoices. 
racist then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, we'll talk. We'll talk off air. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk off air. Um, <laughs> if you if you have a problem getting through to my email, there's probably a cold. Yeah, email exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Related yeah. issue. Um, but just no, try sending his invoices. Just bounced. <laughs> it's like, oh, when do I get paid off? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Know, mate. It's out of our hands now. Here's where Google. Change the locks on the studio. <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> yeah. uh, but that's cash flow problems. I feel like a lot of businesses probably have that when they first start out. Yeah, well, you because know, at the like, beginning, you're trying to juggle a small number of clients, yeah. which barely covers you. And then you're also, it's basically like, it's just lining up dates because they could, yeah. you know, you, the, the rent could come out, let's say on the 5th of the month yeah, and yeah. they could pay on the 12th of the month. Yeah. And so there's that period of like a week or two weeks where you don't have any money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then I think obviously when the sponsor is, is an issue too, that, you know, but look, I remain optimistic. Tomorrow's the day they could pay tomorrow. We have no, we yet, we as of yet have no reason to believe they won't pay. <laughs> don't look at me like that <laughs> I didn't say anything yeah, but you're looking I didn't at say anything I am looking at you because I'm talking to you but why you gave me a look did I give you a look yeah I didn't mean to give you a look I'm sorry I think you did mean to I give did me mean to give you a look you're right yeah. what was the look the look wasn't particularly optimistic I'll be honest with you but <laughs> we will see I don't want to be the bearer of bad news I don't want to be the guy that says but that's your job I'm the optimist you know? Oh, so I'm the realist. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Oh, okay. That's how it's always been. That is how it's always I been. I steer the ship and yeah. I'm like, guys, we're going to get through it. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, look at the numbers. <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> 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 Skeef's adopting a new approach. Is he? Yeah, he's putting a smile on everything now. Exactly. Really? Yeah. I think that's more... so unnatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, as I do that, I'm just like, what? How do yeah. people live like this? Yeah, like, what is this business? Happiness. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow. Um the, the, the annoying thing is as well by the way is that obviously so we signed a new client like two weeks ago we did off the, yeah. off the leads which yeah. is great um and we're obviously about to buy another big batch of leads yeah. for a completely different sector and a sector that we have a track record in and are confident that we'll be able to get a decent amount of clients yes. from that Agreed. so it, it's weird because it's like it seems kind of doom and gloom but you know three weeks from now we could have pitched God knows how many businesses, and we could have signed one, two, three, four clients. But dude, this is just the nature of our business. Yeah, this is the nature of almost any startup, any yeah. business. It's like think of the amount of times we've gone from a huge high to a huge low in the space of sometimes like two hours. Yeah, you know, it's just so up and down. You're right. We could in three weeks' time think right, okay, we've got everything done, sponsorship done, we've got cash coming in, all good, and then we sign a load more clients, and everything's looking very good, which it very well could do yeah. in three weeks. Like you know, we've seen the the numbers and the potential of the pipeline. And it's very big. Um, I just, I suppose, yeah. Like the one thing I have learned from everything that we've done so far is you can't predict what's going to happen. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Like it could be, could be. Yeah. Either way, I think we'll be in a different place next week. Mm. Definitely. You know. Um, well, once we've sent, once we've sent more leads out, we'll see. Yeah. Once we send more leads out, we'll see. Um, and I'm optimistic about that. I'm actually, I've, I've been really surprised at the amount of uptake we've had from cold email. Mm. Um, and that's just one form of marketing. But it's done. It's done wonders for us. It has done know. really well. And especially with the next sector we're going to target, I think I think we'll see some great results from yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. It's I'm directly just, applicable. Yeah, I'm just thinking I'm just thinking about getting the actual subdomain set up. It seems like it's going to be really complex. We'll figure it out. But we'll figure it out. But I, not, mean, I don't think it's a super straightforward thing. I don't think it will be. But either way, we have no choice but to get that done. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, we will figure that out. Um, um, but I also think it's worth just touching on the pitch process that we've had with our clients as well. Mm. Um, because the feedback that we've had from everyone that we've had a conversation with has actually been really positive, both it from has. like a product offering perspective, but also from a price perspective. Yeah. You know, everyone that we've had a call with has encouraged what we're doing and is willing to be a part of it or wants to be a part of it. Budget dependent. I think at the moment, like 
it's obviously a very difficult time for a lot of companies. So I think some companies are a little, especially smaller companies, are mm -hmm. tighter with their sort of purse strings, if you like. But everyone sees the value in what we're doing about building a personal brand, you know, or putting content out there. Even these companies that are, you know, two, three, four, five people, you know, in size, the owner of that company still sees the value of building a personal brand and yeah. actually content is the way to get your company out there and stand out yeah. in some form or another um so that's been really encouraging yeah that has been very encouraging and <clears throat> i do i do i do obviously have faith in what we're doing i think it will be really good i think in terms of the pitch process i'm uh, i'm trying to figure out a way to to refine it as we've discussed which yeah. is basically one of the issues um i noticed that was a mistake in the way that i was pitching um was that you would get on a call with someone and you don't know if they're qualified and uh, we haven't qualified them before the call and so what happens is we get them on a call I'll go through a really long pitch process and go into all the details and answer all the questions and then I'll say the price at the end mm. and then what can happen is and has happened a couple of times is they're like oh yeah we can't afford that and it's like if I'd have said that at the beginning of the call yeah. And said hey this is what the, this is what the offer is this is what we do this is the price before we go into too much detail just checking you've got the budget for it um that's something that seems like obvious but yeah. that, that i wasn't doing and so you end up wasting like a 45 minute zoom call yeah. with someone who just doesn't have the money even if they are interested no i agree that's definitely been a learning curve yeah for sure, the pitch process and i also think when it comes to pricing um and this is i think the tricky thing but obviously at the beginning you don't you don't really know how to accurately price your product, especially because there isn't really anyone doing what we're doing, as we've seen. There are studios in London that offer services and you can mm. kind of rent their studio and you can maybe pay an extra fee to, for it to be edited. There are uh, podcast agencies that are audio focused and they focus more on like you record an audio podcast and then mm. they might help you with SEO and whatever. But there isn't actually anyone doing a video b2b podcast agency in london that that we have seen no, there isn't no there isn't and which is surprising so it, it is surprising but uh obviously beneficial for us but surprising still. yeah but uh, but also in a way i could see it making sense because of how difficult you basically have to get a studio and then kit it out and then find clients off the back of it and stuff. Yeah, it's a huge upfront cost yeah and it's a lot of risk a lot of risk um but what that means is even though it's great for us because you know we we in a way have a kind of domination over the market in that respect uh, we don't know how to accurately price our services yet because we don't that we don't really have a frame of reference. We have a frame of reference based on roughly how much we think we'd need to make X amount of profit and how much we want to so, you know mm -hmm. so, that, so that we can cover our rent and pay Barney a fair amount and blah blah blah. So we have like a rough guide on some numbers, but we don't actually know the number that we're charging. We start <laughs> we started way higher. We we started, we started stupidly high, stupidly high, and then we quickly were told to go fuck ourselves. But that's well, that's the way that's the but way exactly. it goes. That's, I, that's 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 how you learn how to do it. I mean, exactly. like we were coming in at a very like high ticket offering. Yeah, as you said, got told to go fuck ourselves. Literally got laughed at. Yeah. by some people, and we thought maybe we should refine it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, and sort of change it up from here. And now we're at a point where we're saying the price, and people aren't really blinking. Yeah, they're not signing on the dot, but then then they're not also blinking on the call. So you think, well, there's that's definitely the right sort of we're close. area. Yeah, yeah. Like if you charge a lot less than what we're charging then I think it would be too cheap. Yeah. If you charge a lot more than what we're charging, it'd be too expensive. So I do feel like we've hit. We're in the right range. Yeah, we're in the right range. Definitely. So, yeah. I think, it, dude, I think it's interesting. I think it would be interesting to, to talk about the mental side of going through this process. I'm sure it's something we'll touch on in every episode because obviously it will change week to it week. It will do. But I think I was thinking about that as I was on uh, on the train here. 
because you know that whole quote uh elon musk said it where he was like being an entrepreneur is like chewing glass yeah, and staring yeah. into the abyss and it's i was thinking about that on the train today as i was thinking about all the invoices we've got that haven't been paid the response that hasn't come through the guest we had another guest cancel that's five guests in a row yeah dude it takes a toll and what, just, like you, just, and, you don't think about it yeah until you actually go through it and i was on the train and i was like this is a heavy load yeah i really would not like and this is the other thing that again people don't talk about but it's like being an entrepreneur is so glamorized and it's so cool and it's so in right now it's the whole like hustle culture thing but it's so so Im like immeasurably stressful it really is in a way that you just cannot conceive when you're working a job and until you actually go through it i don't think anybody really knows what it yeah what it's like to do it and also let's not forget like we are also right at the start yeah. this is like almost as easy as it will ever be from a sort of stress perspective well I, uh, to a degree i mean like, imagine if we had like 15 barneys you know i mean like that but i think that's a different kind of stress though that's a kind of stress where you're like i, I don't, that, I don't that, know i feel like that's going to be more stressful man no, I, feel like you, I think it would be less stressful first of all there are no 15 barneys that is true barneys, there is only barneys one. one of a kind thank you you're welcome uh and barney would be managing the 15 barneys but true. uh but 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 i get your point but i i do i do disagree because i think that there's a there's a stress that comes when you've got <laughs> When you've got loads of clients and 15 Barneys, yes, there's a stress of like making sure everything's executed right, but that's- I'm talking about just payroll, just cash flow again. Like, yeah, you know, but, they, that's, but that's like, that's making payroll but yeah, is, but a, I, is a hugely stressful thing that a lot of businesses That I have heard, with, yeah. But, but I think that is true, but I feel like when you've got, when you've got enough money in that you're significantly profitable and then there might come a period where an invoice doesn't come through and someone needs to be paid and then you can kind of, but you have more money to play with. Yeah. So it's easier when you've got like, I don't know, if you've got 20 grand coming in and your outgoings are like, I don't know, your costs are like 10 and you have 10 grand to play with. It's like, okay, well, worst case this month, we will pay ourselves less to make sure we've got Barney paid or True. this month we'll True. pay Barney number 14. We'll make sure he gets paid this month because next month we're anticipating this invoice. But right now- It's just really hand to mouth. It's really hand to mouth. And I think that's the reason why it's more stressful because right now we just don't have any money. And that's the hard part about starting a business. It's grim. It's so it's, fucking it's, it's grim. It's like having, having that weight on your shoulders. As I said, it's not the biggest weight in the world, but it is a it is a it is a it is, it is a big a, weight. It is like, a pretty big weight, like, especially. I mean, it's different for me. We're obviously in different financial situations. But for me, it's I'm talking about like stressful. we're in the same financial situation with the business. It's it's not like you know either of us are in. We a are, but a I think place. there's a degree of there's a degree of mental relief. I think you probably have because you have a savings pot, which sure. I don't. So there's a degree of like, oh fuck, we want to make the business work. That's but, true. But no, in the worst true. case, I have this pot of money over yeah, here that yeah. I'll be okay. I don't have that, and so there's that there's that added degree of like massive stress of like fuck how are we gonna pay rent pay barney mm. pay you pay me pay you know there's like i mean you don't have money that's a massive massive like suffocator i've definitely felt that more in the last 24 hours than i think i have over the last like nine months really yeah definitely interesting because i feel like we've had more scary times than this because oh, i'm I talking feel about like from a financial point of view but i mean from a financial point of view we there was there was period there were periods where we had like 20 grand in the hole no clients or business and no sponsor and we're like fuck how are we going to pay rent i mean we can chip in ourselves to cover it just about this month but next month how are we going to pay it that seems to me that was more stressful at least now we have invoices going out and we have clients and we have a business and we have a lead generation method True. and we have a sponsor and you know hopefully touch wood so <laughs> why even, out of interest why is the last 24 hours been more stressful for you i think i think a part a big part of it is the fact that barney's gone full-time yeah i think there's a big the responsibility there's element. a big responsibility to yeah to make payroll i mean like it's it's to, to pay someone that is going and dedicating their time into your business yeah like 
that is a that is a pressure I've I've never I've never had before. I've yeah, never, likewise. I've never felt that. But now it's like, okay, fuck. This is actually this is yeah. This is important. Mm. This is now really it's not just me. I can I can deal with myself not getting paid. I can deal with myself putting money in and yeah. like having a completely fucked up situation like we did, you know, when we didn't even know if this was going to be a, a, a sort of a reliable business. Or yeah. Not. That is a whole different kind of thing, but then I always go back to like, well, we'll figure it out. Mm. That's fine. It's just it's just me and you at that point and i know that like we'll figure it out we've always figured we've it always out. figured it out it's fine but when you've got the added pressure of okay someone else is relying on you now to ha- pay their rent mm. to put food on their table and, mm. and you know pay their bills you're like okay fuck it's yeah. it's stressful and it's only one person you know, you, know, Ronnie, you can get noodles for like a quid like yeah a three, <laughs> like a three. trust me we've checked <laughs> okay yeah, like, rice and beans. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so that's i think partly yeah. why and also I think also not having a well I think the be careful how I phrase this um but I think the idea of potentially not having a sponsor mm. is also quite scary as yeah. well because I think that's always been a decent safety net that mm. we've had mm. um and I think it's it's an added it's just an added pressure when you have a full-time employee and you also have the the sort of prospect of not having a sponsor mm. those are too big outgoings yeah you know because you've obviously got rent with that as well those are two major things especially since the process with getting the sponsor on board has been about two months yeah it's been an arduous process yeah um and we finally got it signed uh and, and done and, and look, hopefully everything goes through and, and, and we're fine um because we would still we'd still love to, to to partner with them um but i think it's just this period of uncertainty and I think it's because of the fact that Barney is now full time. That's the added pressure. Like I didn't sleep well at all last night, like mm. at all. Priya, like my girlfriend, was basically just like, "Look, you're alright. I want to try and make you feel a bit better." And I'm like, it was weird because I've never had that kind of situation really? before. I've like, okay, I, I was just I was in my own head, and I was like, there is literally nothing that you can do that will make this better. Mm. I'll be honest. I really appreciate like the help, and, and you want to try and make me feel better, and I love you for that. But this is kind of it's just in my head. And it's not something that you can fix or resolve. And time will tell, but that's not an easy thing to try and swallow mm. or deal with, basically. Um, so, yeah, I think there's been moments in the last 24 hours that have been probably the hardest yet. You know? Yeah, I blame you for that, Barney. Yeah, I'm feeling very <laughs> guilty. Yeah, 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 it's Barney's. It's all fucking Barney's fault. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. We're good for it. Okay. <laughs> you know, we'll figure it out, Barney. Don't. <laughs> Just don't go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if you felt that or not. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I don't not. give a fuck about Barney. So yeah, I know yeah. that makes two of us. But I mean, just like, you know, <laughs> just like the financial pressure. Um, I think in the last. No, I, I have. I have I have felt the same. I definitely agree. I think I I think I've felt a more it seems like you felt a more targeted stress, like a more specific stress specifically to do with Barney. I think I've felt a more overall stress of financial like financial stress. Financial stress, yeah. Um but I think more an overall stress of um I don't know, I suppose just all of the pieces coming together. Mm. I think. So the piece of like the Barney piece and the sponsor piece and the clients piece and the cold email piece, um, the podcast piece. I've more just had a, I actually weirdly had a very good night's sleep, but I then also, as soon as I woke up, I didn't wake up great. Cause I was aware of like, I could escape in sleep, you know? And then I woke up and you I woke like, up to the stress, woke up to the stress. Yeah. Um, 
and I think it's I think it's more just an an understanding of an understanding of like there are there are lots of moving parts and things need to start need things need to click into place and, and again I think this is what makes it tricky because it's kind of like what I said earlier in in the show but like we have a lot of stuff to be optimistic about 100 like we do we have can't lose sight of that we do have a great studio that is great we do have clients who work with us they like the product that they're getting and they're happy with it and we're servicing them well and that's great we do have someone who is full-time on our business who is extremely talented and extremely capable so we have all of these things we do have a method of acquiring new clients that we're tweaking and we're iterating but we are figuring out we also have another couple of ideas of how to get clients like the station thing um so there, there is stuff to be optimistic about, and like I said, this could all change in a dime. But this is what's so weird, man, because I, I completely agree. Yeah, and like we both have been sat in either in your room in, in my flat or like you know in in here, and we're like, why why do we feel like because there's so much yeah hope or like prospect on the horizon. But this is what's so crazy because it feels like every week, and this is the thing that I think people like, I I, I don't think someone who hasn't started a business or isn't looking to start a business won't be able to fully comprehend which is that the nature of at least in my experience and probably your experience the the nature of starting a business is that week to week one week we're like dude by the end of next month we could be doing like 20 grand a month for the business yeah and then the next week you're like are we even gonna pay rent i know and that's every week it is and that is this that is the crazy roller coaster that is just impossible to comprehend because you're you know uh, my brother said it best when he was like that you know being an entrepreneur is like compared to a salary guy is that like because he's a salary guy and he was like the highs are higher but the lows are lower so he's like i will never experience the high that you experience when you have a massive win for your business or you sign a new client he's like i'll never experience that with my business with, mm-hmm. with, with my job that is true but also i will never experience the dread the utter dread of going to bed knowing that you can't pay rent or pay your employee I but, but that's, but that's why it's not feeling. for everyone and, and that's, that's why, why it shouldn't necessarily be glamorized as the hot thing to do or like yeah. everyone must become an entrepreneur or everyone must have this thing on the side it's yeah. like there is absolutely nothing wrong with being in a job working yeah. for someone else and being happy yeah like that is, is the that, irony that is, is success in of itself the irony if, is you know. on balance you're, they're probably a lot happier than we are more, yeah. of, more of the time definitely they get a, on balance they get a lot more on average an average amount of happiness but that's the thing that's the thing when you're building a business it's like you forego exactly. the upfront happiness yeah. for x number of years before you get to the point where your happiness exceeds someone's in a in a job or working for yeah. someone else you just play the long game you know yeah. and it sometimes it takes you know a year sometimes it takes 10 years like you, you just don't know but you forego that immediate mm. um security i think it i think one thing that is good is that it kind of steals you it kind of uh in steel s-t-e-e-l um it kind of you know forces you to uh harden and it kind of forces you to practice a degree because it, it because it requires so much emotional resilience mm. to be able to weather these kinds of storms it does force you to be like i've noticed i've become a lot more um i've become a lot more emotionally unreactive and i've become a lot more um i think stable in the way that i respond to problems i think maybe when i was younger um it would be more like oh my god what the fuck you know now more like okay we'll figure it out and again i think that comes from the being in a position of responsibility like you said where it's like okay you have to figure it out like if you're a father like i'm not a father but if you if you're a father and a husband and you have kids and a wife that are relying on your income 
you you don't really get the luxury of being like oh my god what are we gonna do babe i don't know you know it's like no you just you have to figure it out and uh and so we're in that place where it's like well we just have to figure it out and we will figure it out we will um we will. but I, I just think i think it's definitely worth and yeah, i'm glad you brought it up i think it's definitely worth clarifying mm. the mental toll and stress that it takes to it's exhausting to start something it, it is and yeah, this goes is. back to that and i don't want this to come across on camera as like dramatic or i was trying to sound like we're we're running like a multi-million pound business obviously we're not it's a it's a small scale operation at the moment yeah but also but when, like it, when you've got rent to pay and you're locked into a 12-month contract yeah for rent and you've got someone who's full-time yeah and you have like people that are like not paying you or whatever yeah. and you don't have any money yourself it is fucking stressful. It is. No, I don't even think is. it's like yeah. an over dramatized thing. It's like I just don't want that to come across on camera as like it's it's we're just being dramatic when actually it it just it is. It's just yeah. stressful. It's like, just the reality of the situation. It yeah, it is. Um I think I think it's good that we address this stuff now because I think I think this is the reason we're obviously documenting growing our business week by week. Which I'm so glad we are actually. Yeah, me too. I really am. Me too. I think it's gonna be really cool to come back in three, four years and come back and watch this. Yeah. And just see like because because we will have a lot of clients yeah and we'll be profitable we'll be making a good living barney will be making a good living we'll have other employees like yeah you know that's the thing man like the we'll be doing really well and we'll be able to look back and be like do you remember that look at look at the look at us there we we, we didn't even know if we were going to pay rent yeah true. barney was living on rice and beans yeah you know not just rice actually oh just, just rice beans right. bit of christmas is coming mate don't bit worry. of a luxury <laughs> right. uh, yeah but then but then like you just look at yeah but then you look at the prospect as i said that's that's what's so exciting that's what keeps you going yeah like if i if i look in three years time or whatever like when me and you went for a walk mm. and i was just it was so clear like what i wanted my life to look like in terms of it how it's set up and like that's what i now need to work towards because that's fucking awesome yeah like having everything that i want there yeah that's what keeps you going it's you know it's the thrill desire the to build and yeah. like yeah the thrill of the game in, in, in a way um that's what i was gonna say i remembered it i was gonna say this better be good <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, really anticlimactic now it's not <laughs> yeah i remembered that uh what you were saying about you don't want to you don't want to kind of over dramatize it and it's not xyz but it is really hard and really stressful and it, it made me um remember the point of which we've said a number of times before which is imagine doing this by yourself you know what i mean oh dude like like, like yesterday for example when you came around to mine and we were working together and, and we're like this is bad man we're fucked like we need to figure this out now that on my own yeah i i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't do it i couldn't do it not on my own it's, I, like we we both tried doing our own ventures and i think the reality is that having i i i, I can i know myself well enough mm. to know that i wouldn't be able to build a business on my own yeah because i know my flaws and i know my personality type yeah and i would find it too easy in the lowest points to give up and think fuck this it's not worth it yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't have enough kind of of, of what it takes to continue through those lowest of lows mm. on my own mm. no i agree I agree. It's, it's like the, the the little benefits of, you know, me and you going for our walks and just like going for a walk around the block or sitting in the garden or whatever, just going for a walk and being mm. like, and just talking out and by the end feeling better and being like, okay, cool. We've got all the stress out, but we've thought about, we've got a plan. We've got, a plan yeah. we've got some potential solutions. And, and that's the other thing we do always, we do always come away with ideas and solutions. And it is just, and I think that's, that's a big part of starting a business. It is just, you're constantly iterating and you're constantly 
just finding solutions to problems that you didn't even know you were going to have and even yesterday when i said the idea about you know renting the studio for example which mm. we can talk to barney about but you know even something like that where it's like that's just a creative idea to try and find a way to plug holes and in the ship and make it work Agreed. it's the same thing with how this podcast came about yeah you know this new format yeah because we format, had we had four guests pull out now, in the space five. Of, now five in the space of a week and yeah. But I also think let, let let let's be honest as well. And like I don't know who you edit this off off camera or something. It's not appropriate. But um, I do think like let let let's be honest and say that the reason the other the other reason why we were why we're going down this route is because the format of what we were doing before wasn't working. Yeah, and it just it was it wasn't getting the views. And it's like we we did that for what nine months I think it was in total um, that whole format. And that's what I was saying to Barney. It was just like. For some reason, I don't know, something changed after I think it may have been Vanita's episode, I think it was, where the views just weren't coming in, you know, yeah. and we're like, we can't, that's just the definition of insanity. Yeah. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Um, I think yeah. to, make it, to make it less potentially offensive, not necessarily the views, but the views that it deserved. Yeah, especially that one like four week run of people who had like quite Yeah, like these big, these yeah. big audiences. Like, yeah. Make, this doesn't make sense. Like, Very good point. From an outside perspective, yeah. their profile should have attracted more mm. views. Because that's what yeah. we said. I think we we said we sat it's down a really good point. in the month running up in the month. Sorry, before that four guests run up, we sat down and said, right, okay, these are the, this is the sort of the analytics that we have right now. If we're going to continue doing this sort of format, let's see how we get on over the next four months. That will dictate where we take the podcast and and how it's structured. Because they're four guests with big audiences, and if that doesn't work. Then I don't know what what else would. Yeah, and I think at that point, then we were like, right, the format needs to change because what we're doing isn't working. So I think it is just worth also being completely upfront and honest mm. with anyone watching of like that's also why we have pivoted to to this type of content. Yeah, good point. Good point to mention it, and I think that's a really good point by Barney. You know, it is not the views; it's the views they deserved. And, true you know when, yeah. when you have a smaller entrepreneur who's maybe not got as much public presence or it's maybe a smaller company or a bit more of a niche business you kind of expect the views to be a bit lower but when you have people who are a bit more high profile and even they don't get views mm. then you go okay well something's not quite clicking here yeah. and especially when you look at the amount of value that you were getting so from much each episode i mean like just taking one episode that we did for example with erin mm. the amount of value yeah that was the insane. listeners would get for social media just listening to that one episode yeah that hour or however long it was about yeah. roughly an hour is crazy yeah like if you want to start to become an influencer or build an audience on instagram or tiktok or just social media as, as a whole that should like there is so much gold in there and that's what was kind of disheartening i think as well it's mm. like as you said the views it deserved um, and, that, and, that, and again they're deserved on so many levels not just because of the content that is you know making up the interview in terms of the value that's being given but also the value in terms of you know we put so much effort into titles into the editing. Into, into thumbnails i was right. going to get to that yeah. too yeah the editing and it's it's such a professionally built well-made product um however that is the thing with business which is that you don't get to say whether it's good or not it's exactly, good if people yeah. buy it the market, that, decides, the if market decides if it's good or not and that's the hard part because there's also an, a degree of ego attachment to 100, from, 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 the, from the three of us not just yeah, yeah. me or you but with the three 100%. of us it was really difficult to get in a room and for us to sit down and yeah. say right guys what we've done for the last nine months isn't working yeah we need to change it like that's a pretty fucking hard pill to swallow and, and, it, and i and i don't know about you but i always think about this thing that mr b said in an interview where someone was like um 
what do you think would happen if you started YouTube all over again now? <laughs> he says in six yeah, months. Yeah, without, without, without any of the money or the team or the equipment um, or the social reach, just with you and you are, you're allowed to keep your ideas and all of the knowledge and experience you now have about YouTube. And he's like, oh, I'd be at a million in six months, probably sooner. I'm being really conservative there, but it would be maximum six months until I'm at a million. And I'm like, that, that is... That is so ridiculous. But the, what's most ridiculous about it is that I think he's right. Like, and he's and he's so clear about it. YouTube is, it's like it's it's a. He's like there is an element of luck to it, but he's like he did he say I think he said like ninety nine percent of it is knowledge and experience or whatever, and that just makes you hungry for the gold. Yeah, it it makes you hungry yeah, to be like, we can figure it out, because it is just that thing. If he's like, if you know, and that's why when he breaks down things like thumbnails and then uh, sorry uh ctr click-through rate and avd average view duration and he breaks those two things down and he's like it really is just you have to make people want to click on your video and then you have to make it good enough that they want to keep watching it yeah that's all you need that's all youtube is and it's such a simple formula and that's why it's so frustrating when you can't get it right because you're like well we're agonizing over our thumbnails we've tried three different thumbnails and then you see like a fucking review of a toothbrush they get yeah. like, like thirteen thousand yeah. views with no thumbnail. yeah and you're like oh for fuck's you sake got, like man. some dude in his basement being like okay guys so i got the oral b 42c here um and you'll notice uh on the handle other than the 42cx model uh it's got actually a more dynamic grip so when you're getting those you're really hitting those molars in the back and, you're, and, you're, and it's got four hundred twenty-three thousand views and you're just like, how? But fair play to him. Fair play yeah, to him. Fair yeah, play to fair anyone play doing too. content and making it work. But it's just, that's the thing of like, you know, we've tried different thumbnail styles. We've tried different title styles. We've tried using AI generated titles. We've tried using th titles that are, you know, relevant for SEO. We've tried, like, we have tried everything. And I don't know if we can actually say Okay, that. fine. Okay, fine. Because I feel like that's no, a cop no, out. No, 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 no. Right. Okay, fine. You're not, you know what? You're right. Thank you for calling me on, on my bullshit because that, that was a cop out. Not everything, but it, it feels like we've tried yeah. everything. And we've tried a lot. And we've tried, you know, the most impressive long form grand intros as possible. We've tried going straight into the episode. We've tried, you know, cutting out the beginnings of intros where we're like, hey, welcome to the show. And let's just start with value. We've tried making them shorter than an hour and cutting them down. And we tried cutting out all the bits that weren't pure value. We've tried doing a longer form conversation where it is more of a conversation, the values in between. We've, we have iterated the product we have. a lot. We have. And so that's why when you hear things like Mr. Beast being like, yeah, I can get back to a million in six months. I'm like, it's, it annoys me because I I, it I annoys me because I know that you're right. Yeah, which, I, no, which makes is. me look at myself. Yeah. It's, it's annoying because it holds up a mirror to myself. I love Mr. Beast, yeah, so yeah. it's actually it's it's nothing to do with him, but it annoys me because of myself. Yeah, because no, I, I go, agree. he's absolutely right. I I have no doubt. If you maybe bet 10k on whether Mr. Beast would hit a million in six oh, months, oh dude, I put that bet down tomorrow every time. Um, but what's also interesting, I think, is that a lot of the um, YouTube creators that we looked at mm. when they first started their channel, they would typically take what nine months maybe mm. before they really start to see before they really started to see any traction, mm. maybe like nine to 12 months or something, um, sometimes maybe eight, um, but to get to their first, like maybe thousand subs, for example, and then it's just a kind of rocket rocket ship after that. Yeah. And then I think for us at the end of our nine months in, to, have be, to look at the analytics that we had at the end of nine months, would sort of say to us right what you're doing isn't working yeah that that's that's the truth i you saw know. i saw a gary v video recently was it you that sent it to me about like the views and he's like if you're getting those views and he's like it's not that she's oh i think it was it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? it was it yeah, was it some was. girl who'd yeah. been posting videos for like 
she posted a lot of videos on youtube it was like over a year or yeah. something and she was like i don't understand i've been really consistent with content and, my, and i'm still getting like 20 30 views a video and i don't get it and he's like i think this is actually it's a very rare scenario he's like, he's yeah he said yeah. this is a very rare scenario where normally i just say to people you haven't been doing it long enough you haven't tried long enough he's like i think the amount of videos that you've done you have been doing it long enough to be able to say okay this isn't working but i think that's a good thing because now you're able to try and find another thing to do your pivot your pivot to something that has a better chance of working yeah and i think there is i think there is definitely value in that which is kind of what we're doing now we pivoted from interviewing people to documenting the growth of our own business which is I something agree. that i don't really see people doing we're documenting you're literally watching a company being built in real time on a weekly basis and we True. don't know if next week we're going to have no money <laughs> heads up heads up yeah. <laughs> or we don't know if next week we're going to have five clients and be like profitable and living off our business and full-time ourselves yeah week to week you don't know and that's what's cool about this series i don't see anyone else doing it either but it also goes back to what gary v another gary v video that we saw about us being the niche as well yeah i think which is a which is a huge thing because i think yeah. a lot of people focus on or they think okay we just need to niche down and we just need to focus on you know i don't know why i keep coming back to this but like reviewing toothbrushes or like yeah. interviewing traders or like interviewing you know tech tech startup founders or whatever it might be like just niching down into a certain yeah. era and i think one thing that he said which i think is actually incredibly accurate mm. and really well put is that you don't need to niche down into a particular area. You should really te treat it as you are the niche. You and your personality and the way you approach each topic, mm -hmm. you are the niche. And that's what you need to lean into. Because he's a guy that talks about baseball cars and New York Jets and wine. You know, wine and, you know, um, crypto and all this kind of stuff, NFTs. So, yeah. In an, in an age where everything is saturated, or yeah. most things are saturated, the yeah. thing that stands out is personality. Yeah. The thing that stands out, which is personal brand. 100%. personal brand is just personality it's just who you are you know if you're doing business with 10 digital marketing agencies and they're all their prices are all kind of comparable yeah. and their products are all and services are all kind of comparable but you love the smurfs yeah. and it turns out one of them has a smurf collection i i bet money that that's the guy you're going to work with that's true because, no, that is because we connect and we build trust over rapport and things like that i suppose that's the difficult part is that like where if you lean so heavily on your personality and your personal brand and you still don't get any traction <laughs> and you're like, okay, so it's just me now. Yeah. It's just, it's, then you don't want to watch me. Then okay. it's yeah. smile All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Slap a smile on. Then it's enough. time to have a really frank conversation. Yeah, with the noose. With the yep. noose. Yeah. yeah, that is, that is um, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, personally, yeah. But that's why I, I do really enjoy this format. I mean, even me and Barney were saying when we were, when we were um, editing this episode, yeah. kind of reviewing it, we both were like, we really enjoy this. This Darcy is like... Barney. I, I watched. I watched the rest of it today. Mm. Uh, I'd watched the first like half an hour or something before beforehand. I watched the rest of it today. I really enjoyed watching it. But then I said to him, I was like, I don't know if that's me being biased because I'm that, like, yeah, that's what I It's said. really hard to know if it's genuinely a good video or if it's me just laughing because I'm watching myself and I'm kind of reminding myself of the stories and the individual yeah. scenarios and that kind of thing. But I thought it was. I thought it was really good content. I got a message from, from one of my friends, to be fair, being like, really enjoyed the new episode, man. Oh, nice. Didn't ask him for it. He just ran me a message and said, hey, man. I really oh, that's like nice. It. Cool. Um, I think also it definitely comes across on camera. The fact true. that we're like, we're just, we're just really enjoying this, this type of format. Yeah, it feels and very airy and fresh. Yeah, it does. And it just, yeah. it feels natural. It doesn't feel forced. You know, not that it was forced before, but it's like, you're kind of leaning more there's, into... an there's an added element of pressure when you sit down with someone you don't know because you have to give that make it a good interview yeah and you feel a bit more stiff and you think Fuck, yeah. should i say this should i not say this and this kind of thing you can't be completely yourself no which is which no. is obviously different to this format 
Um, no, I agree. And it's um, it is surprising that no one's documented the journey of building a business. I can't think of anyone that has, unless. Unless I mean, they're probably, can. I'm sure we're not the first people to they, think of it. No. They, oh, didn't you say there, there was a guy yeah. that like oh. did a podcast about starting a podcast, I think? Yes. Uh, that was one, come, for They come from a much more um, like corporate background. They'd worked in media before. And yeah. They went to start a podcast about them starting a podcast. Right, okay. Um, yeah, and then got bought by Spotify and made a podcast about getting about bought getting by Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Cool. <laughs> one day guys nice one can day, we make day. a podcast about making a million pounds and yeah. <laughs> someone, will give us a million someone will buy it yeah. someone will give us a million quid for it that yeah. reminds me of that app there was an app that guy made it was like a thousand pounds or it was ten thousand pounds and it was literally like it was taken off the app store initially but it was like an app where it didn't do anything it was just an app and it was like being able to buy it was like a flex really some guy just made an app and it was like it does nothing seriously but it's a thousand pounds or 10k or whatever it's just a flex it's just a flex and if you buy it, it's like who buys that people with more money than cents but i think they genuinely like i how much money do you need to dude, have dude, to basically we, burn a grand or burn 10 this behind the paywall like, <laughs> yeah shall we yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah literally like talking to no one yeah <laughs> Basically the same. <laughs> Ready so we're getting paid. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah, but I know one. Yeah. Dude, I, one of the businesses that I that I I love I love interesting little businesses, like random peculiar little businesses. And I, one of my favorite businesses has always been Pet Rocks. Okay. If you, ever, you don't know I know I, I, I know I know the concept of yeah. it, but I can't say if I've ever come across it. Literally a guy literally a guy I think you know, a girl or whatever, and they you buy a rock and I think they put like little googly eyes on it or whatever and just sell it. They sell that. Oh yeah, dude, that business I think crushes. Seriously, dude, that's been around for decades. Pet Rock. I remember the little aliens. I remember you used to buy the little the aliens. Eggs. Yeah, the little oh, alien dude, eggs. I, I remember those. I mean, I'm like, you're looking back at it. You're and like, do you remember the, the, the rumor <laughs> that if you put the alien in the in the freezer overnight, it would have a baby? <laughs> I didn't know that, dude. No. That was that was the thing. Everyone, you you went to school and everyone, someone would have like a new alien and they'd have like a little baby alien. Okay. Yeah, and I'd yeah. be like, where'd you get that? And they're like, the freezer. Dude. And it was like, yeah, it's like when someone's like, dude, there's a secret cheat code in this game. I'll give you the code. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like up, up, down, right, yeah. to your left. It was like that. It was like, dude, you have to put it in the freezer, but you only put it in for like an hour and then you take it out and then you wash it and then you put it back in. It was like some stuff like that. And and I remember I wake up and there was no baby, obviously, because plastic can't procreate. (laughs) But dude, that, oh God, I miss those aliens, man. But no, it's crazy how like some people might manage to make a a living out of some random businesses. Yeah. Random businesses. Um, But I also feel like some of the most profitable businesses are the unsexy ones. You know, whether it's like, yeah. you know, waste removal or it's car washes, car washes, laundromats, laundromats, that kind of thing. Also, yeah, which I think I, I, I would love on camera to just be able to have the confidence to like talk about our grand vision for like TGF group and like where we want to put the money. But I'm like, I just, you know what, dude? I kind of almost like don't feel comfortable nah, doing it because then it's like speak it into existence. Right. Manifest that shit. Yeah, Conor McGregor always talked about that. What me and Skeet yeah, have always, the same. what yeah. <laughs> would you say? So we're basically the same. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Same list of uh, accolades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what me and yeah. Skeeth have always said we'd love to do is we'd love to build a business, and once we've got the money from that business and it's successful and profitable, take that money and then reinvest it into unsexy businesses. So reinvest it into laundromats, car washes, that sort of thing, um, because they are extremely profitable, and that would be something that would be really cool to do, and they're good streams of income. Um, and they're kind of plug and play and then you make some improvements to them once yeah, you yeah. bought them but yeah um 
but yeah that's the kind of that yeah. is that is the goal that is and the then goal. maybe like setting up our own fund to invest in other companies as well yeah. um yeah. yeah we have like a very grand vision for where we want this to, to go and it's all starting with our agency yeah right in this podcast it's quite cool like, to think that in like in like five years mm. we could be like guys we purchased our first car wash yeah 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 you know that's what's so exciting that that's the thing that you're like that's the thrill of the game yeah that's know, what keeps you going so do you know what that that's like um to talk about uh to talk about something i said to you earlier in the week um which i think was more of a philosophical thing but i did find it i did find it quite uh it, it made a difference to me which is i had i had a kind of moment or two where i was feeling a bit existential and a little bit like i was struggling to kind of find meaning i think in a lot of things and I was just sort of thinking a bit deep, you know, kind of deeply about the world. And I had this, Skeeth was away for context. So he was away with his girlfriend for like a week. And I uh, hadn't seen him for like the second half of the week before that. So I hadn't seen you in like a week and a half, which <laughs> felt weird. It felt so, so weird. weird. It yeah. was so like, I've seen, I've seen you every other day at least yeah. for the last nine months. And for like nine years, I've seen you for like every week. So to not see you for a week and a half, I literally got withdrawals. It was so strange. And I was on my- week. I have that effect on people. <laughs> Don't push it, you know, <laughs> it's a small circle. But my point is, is that I, I have, I have, I have withdrawals and I was like, and I was, and I was on my week off. So I, as well, as was Barney. So we were all separately having a week off. And I was just like, we didn't go for a walk in the park. We didn't have a meeting. We didn't, it was just so strange. And so while you're away, I was thinking about, I was thinking about you obviously. And I was thinking how, as much as I would love to do a million and one different things i would be genuinely happy if i got to make a decent living yeah. and be able to provide for my family when i you know hopefully have one running a business with my best mate getting to work with one of my other best mates like that that is a quality of life that i think i'd be really happy with and i think what can happen is especially in the age of <clears throat> infinite opportunity and infinite temptation is that you do get shiny object syndrome and you do think yeah but what about that and this person's doing that and what about this is like that and that lifestyle's like that and you can kind of get a bit lost in the weeds of you know you see someone who's just become a tiktok star <coughs> and then you see someone who suddenly like got signed to a record label and yeah, now they're yeah. touring the world out of nowhere and you see like actors who so you know you see all this like massive stuff or an entrepreneur who started some random agency and now they're like fucking doing whatever and you, you know you can you can just get a bit like your head's on a swivel and you're like oh my god and then it becomes a bit overwhelming and then depressing as a result of a kind of paradox of choice That's and true. i think like i said to you the other day um you know it's that kind of buddhist idea of desire is suffering and when you remove desire you remove suffering and i was thinking a lot of the suffering existentially that i think that i experience is as a result of wanting so many things i don't even material things i'm a minimalist i don't buy anything really but i mean more in terms of just wanting a million different pathways in life and to do all these different things in yeah, life yeah. and actually when i when i stripped it back and i think when it's because you strip it back to not having anything so when not 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 having anything but not having much in terms of like you know i don't have money right now I need to jump on a call now at 2 30 at 2 30 yeah six minutes ago Sorry, six minutes late. oh jesus okay we're now back from our call we just yeah we just we just pitched a client we just had to jump off yeah it went well i think it, i think it went well yeah they are they they are looking to do it next quarter yeah so, starting in january starting in january um but it's quite nice to build a pipeline you know because we've actually got a couple of other yep. companies that are also starting in january yeah uh influencers and recruitment companies 
that's true we do in january so actually come january january we could be sitting in a really nice place january we could you can live sitting. off rice for three months right yeah <laughs> or beans either one yeah either one or both yeah you could pay rent with beans right yeah exactly you know <laughs> or other ways yeah, yeah you figure it out but uh no that was good uh it was nice to get a pitch in it was and and and, was. and that's also an example of what i was talking about earlier in the episode about improving the sales process and just trying to make each pitch one percent better than the last one so like the thing i did differently on this one is i mentioned at the end of it rather than leaving it more as an open-ended thing even though they're start looking to start in january i was like you know even if you're looking to start then let us know when you speak to whoever next week yeah. so that we can get it kind of secured so that we know that it's yeah. happening in january to kind of create a bit more urgency no i think it's a good thing well, one thing that was also interesting that they mentioned was that a lot of they're seeing a lot of other companies in their sector moving into podcasting that was interesting which was I, also interesting i know it's like too, okay yeah. right that's a positive sign because we always look at it as like the podcast market is so oversaturated yeah. and everyone's starting a podcast and i think that's true maybe from a consumer perspective but actually from a business perspective a lot of those businesses are late to the curve mm. in actually starting a podcast and getting content out there and when they see they're getting 16 to 20 pieces of content per episode they're like oh wow it's a no-brainer mm. you know for mm. what you do and the benefit of the marketing side as well as, we, as we've gone into before um but that was interesting. So Very. maybe we underestimate the number of businesses that are actually able to invest in podcasting. Agreed. Agreed. And I also mentioned a six-month contract in yeah. this one, um, which she didn't seem to flinch at. No, because I think also like anybody that does start a podcast knows that it's a longer commitment than just a month yeah. or two months because it's just it's a bit pointless yeah. to just do a podcast for a month or two months because there's just no real value in that. Mm. Um and I think companies are aware of that. She was obviously aware. Um, but as I say, it's good. You know, we say our price. We say, we say what we do. We show idea. We show her ideas of, of what we or examples of what we've done previously with our yep. website, and all the all the feedback's positive. So, hundred percent for all the meetings that we have, it's the same. Um, the, the one thing I've the one thing I have learned, as I'm sure you have as well, is like getting someone excited on a call and getting them to buy into what we're doing and really on board is very different from that to paying an invoice 100%. and like getting them on because I, I feel like all the calls we have they all seem really bought in and they think yeah. right yeah we really want to do it it sounds great i need to maybe have a think about how i want to ideate it and actually structure it and, and yeah. market it but no it sounds like a great proposition and and i'm in and you're like okay sweet and then there's a big difference between that and yeah. then actually getting paid there's a chasm what you do. there's a chasm between the excitement and closing the deal yeah. but that's if anything that's kind of what it's funny because a lot of the a lot of the issues we're running into in the sales process are things that, for example, Alex Hormozy talks about in terms of qualifying before the call. So making yes. sure that the person you're speaking to is a decision maker. And if it's not a decision maker, arrange a call when there's a time where the decision maker can join them on the call so that you want to close them on the call. Um, qualifying them for budget before you jump on a call, mm. things like that. And it's funny because I think that's something we've been scared to do because we're so like, we've got some leads and so whenever someone takes a call with us, it's that new business fear yeah, yeah. of like, it's like, um, you know what it reminds me of? There's a great joke. Um, it's one of my favorite jokes. Um, it's a Jewish joke. My, uh, my, my godfather told me he's Jewish and he loves this joke. And he was like, uh, he's like, Moshe's lost his wallet and he's looking everywhere for it and he can't find it anywhere. And he's like tearing the couch up and down. And he's like looking in his, under his bed and he just can't find his wallet anywhere. And his wife comes and goes, Moshe, what's wrong? And he goes, I can't find my wallet. I'm looking for it everywhere. And she goes, have you checked in your jacket pocket? And he goes, no. She's like, well, why don't you check there? And he goes, because I don't want to lose the one little bit of hope I have left. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I think it's so brilliant. And it's kind of the same thing, which is like, when you get a few calls booked yeah, in, yeah, yeah, the yeah. last thing you want to do is, is, is 
qualify them yeah, find out they don't have the budget I which know, makes no mean. sense because you don't want to then waste time having a call with them if they don't have budget anyway but in your head you're like well right now it's like oppenheimer's um cat schrodinger's cat yeah, you know yeah. that thing of like the cat could be dead or it could be alive you know it's like right now i don't know if they've got budget or not yeah and if i take a true. call with them they are still a client potentially but if that's i true. ask them if they have budget and we, and and we, no. and we need to get really excited by the pipeline exactly. think of the pipeline dude <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah none of them are interested they're not gonna afford it but think of the potential pipeline exactly yeah that's true so I think what's interesting is uh, we might have to start qualifying leads more before we jump on a call. No, I agree. I definitely to basically agree. say, are you the decision maker and do you have the budget for what we're offering? Mm. Um, because then that way, when you get to... Because what's happening a lot, I've noticed... My only enough, hesitation with that, though, is I feel like... Are you going to say something? Um, isn't there an element of, like, they might have the... If you ask, if you start asking, like, oh, do you have the budget? They might have the budget, but they're not sure if they want to spend that amount of money on what you've got to offer. No, that's true, but when you ask them about budget it's more they know that they're saying yes we we could afford it whether well, okay. we spend it with you or not is irrelevant but yes it's basically saying if we do like your product yes we could afford yeah, it but my hesitancy um, with that is that if you say to somebody are you the decision maker can you afford what we're doing if you take the example of the meeting that we just had for example yeah that person wasn't the decision maker yeah but then we wouldn't have been able to get in the room with the decision maker we don't know that the decision maker was interested and he well, passed the decision maker basically forwarded us on to because she was the, the mar- because she was the marketing person but i think if we'd have said you know we want to make sure that you know there's actionable steps moving forward if you like it we, we think it would make more sense to have a call with you and him that i don't think is the worst thing in the world because i it's tricky and this is why it's so tricky because we haven't done it yet because I, I agree with you that it is that thing of you don't want to push them or be too mm. pushy but this is sales and this is like you don't want to be booking out you know like is there really any benefit in booking 20 pitches and then closing none of them because none of them have money or none of them are decision makers and we get 20 people saying yeah no it's interesting maybe maybe sometime next year we'll reconsider it um i think there's a there's definitely something to be said for being able to add urgency on a call and also when you know that they're qualified at the end of the call you can go hey so this is what we think so what do you think and if they go yeah it's great you know we'll have a think yeah. and it's like okay well look if you if you come on board now we'll give you a reduced rate for the first three episodes because we really want to work with you if you if you come on board right now things like that adding weight adding ways of trying to get the deal signed because people will kick kick their feet and they, they will, will no i've, I've been, just I've, drag I've it out that. yeah i've learned that um in the process so i think i'm learning to be a bit more uh a bit more harsh with how we handle getting on calls because we don't want to spend 45 minutes at a time pitching someone Th- that's why one thing i one thing i uh, heard the other day was someone said it could be a good idea to um they said they found that their conversion rate tripled when instead of trying to book zooms off a lead they would go they would try and book a quick call first and that quick call would be like a five minute call and the call was basically hey here's a rough summary of what we do here's how much it costs if you're you know does that sound like it could work for you if it can we'll book in a longer zoom call where we can break down all the details and go into questions but we just wanted to kind of touch base and see if it works with you um and also a call is way less intrusive and way less like it takes way less to just quickly have a call for five minutes than it does to schedule a zoom meeting and you have to get on zoom and go on webcam and it's, it's more of a thing mm. whereas if you say to someone hey yeah it's a good point i quite like that actually yeah so i think maybe we try that i think we definitely should try that because um I don't see a downside to trying that. That's very different to making sure you're on a call with the right person. I yeah. feel like that's a lot less hard. 
mm. that rule. So I think we should actually try that for our next batch of outreach. Because then you have a quick five minute phone call with someone. It's easy for them because <clears throat> they don't have to be like, okay, well maybe next Wednesday yeah. at two, you can be like, hey, do you have five minutes today? I'll give you a quick call. Just see if it's a good fit. And if it's not, no worries. But if it is, then we can book in a longer Zoom call for next week. And it's thinking, okay, well, I'll hear what he has to say. And then that way, if they if on the call, they're like, yeah, no, I can't afford that. No way. Or maybe not until next year, but that's way out of our budget. Then you go, okay. It's better to know. 100%. No, I agree with that. 100%. Yeah, but we can we can try it with our next batch of leads. Yeah, we're doing our next batch of leads to the next sector um, next week. Yep. So we will keep you updated on how that goes. As yeah. Well. And I'm, also, I'm quite optimistic about that. I'm quite optimistic about it too. But I think what's more interesting to see is that the difference between this episode and the next episode is you will know whether we've been paid or not that's true <laughs> you will you will like, know if barney's still here we'll know if barney's that still is here true. Yeah. um but we will literally know if we've been paid or not just if this if this is released with <laughs> like one camera angle yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah with, no, with no, with no edit no, no yeah, cuts no nothing yeah, yeah, barney's yeah. Gone. He's gone yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah, so we'll change my next week. we're meant to get paid for everything by tomorrow <laughs> so right now we don't know if we're gonna get paid because I mean, we, yeah, because we, we've got our overheads are basically due on Monday. Yeah. And you're like, okay. All our overheads are due Sweet. on Monday and we have no money. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to see next episode. If the light, if you don't see us next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We if the lights aren't on, yeah. uh, we've gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both metaphorically, but also literally as well. Cool. If you I enjoy, think, if you enjoyed this, uh, what are you gonna say? No, I was gonna say I think for our next episode we'll just have a noose in the background, we'll just have, yeah. a, have like that swinging, and then just a camera zooming in on it slowly. Yeah, that would be good. That'd be good if for we, if potential we clients. Here. Yeah, sets the tone. Yeah, it does. Nice that. If you enjoyed this, you know, leave a comment. If you have any questions about our business, um, or any questions about, if you want to just talk to us. <laughs> If you want to just have a chat, you if know, you we're any, here. Yeah, if, if you, you have any wife problems, you if know, you, if, if, if you have any money and you need an editor, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, 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 ignore that. Ignore that. No, if you, uh, if you can't have Barney, he's ours. Um, yeah, if you, uh, if you have any, uh, if you have any advice, if you're, if you're starting a business or you, you know, you've had any experience in this kind of thing, that would be really helpful. That would that. actually That's be really would. helpful. Yeah. So please do, uh, please do let us know. But otherwise, uh, like the video because it helps. And I guess we'll see you in the next one if we have the lights on. So time will tell. Time will tell. Sweet. See you next On that time. note, <laughs> see you next time. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. but also maybe not. <laughs> All right, bye.